Hello, and welcome to an intro to Anthro with Two Humans. I'm human number one, John McRae. And I'm human number two, John Lear. And this is the podcast where we reassess what it means to be human. And the title of this episode is, What's So Funny? A Very, Very Serious Discussion About Laughter and Humor. <laughs> and John, I would appreciate if when you refer to this episode, and for those people who are listening to this episode, if you refer to it, try to give it, you know, give a little gravitas to that second very, because it's Absolutely. there for a reason. Yes, I know. You pick your words very carefully. <laughs> and I know with that second very, that means don't, let's not dick it. This yeah. is this is time to really I you know what I live in Los Angeles and I love running into comedy writers who think it's like curing cancer. There's yeah. nothing more fun <laughs> than very serious. You, you can't laugh about where, humor. Yeah. What, right. Right. Weirdly, uh, a lot of the people you pitch comedy to out here have no sense of humor. <laughs> that is weird. I never it's... understood. Why would it's so it's so serious. The business is yeah, so serious. There's it's so much too money. Serious. That, yeah. Okay. That was funny. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you know remember back in the seventies when sitcoms would have uh, a very special episode. You know, and, yes. and that was like your clue in that like they were going to talk about social issues or something. It was <laughs> right. <laughs> As a, as for a kid, it was a clue into like, don't watch this one. It's not going to be yeah. funny. You know, mm -mm. they're going to nope. be yep. very Prepare special to be Mod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mod had an abortion. I know. Remember I that? Know. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Oh. Mod had an abortion. Man. It was a two-parter, right? That? Yes. It was, it, it, Can you imagine <laughs> pitching that episode now? Like, Jesus. where are the jokes? Where are the jokes? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine they one of the girls on, on, yeah, on Friends having an abortion. That oh, would have never God. happened. Never God. in a million years. A joke every every other theory. beat. <laughs> every other beat would have to be a joke. You know, <laughs> at the clinic. Oh, this is hilarious. Uh, you know, DMs, uh, DMC. I thought you said <laughs> run DMC. Yeah, I don't know. There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll put it to the table. We'll put it to the table. <laughs> uh, before we get started, though, I do have some show, some for our show, some business I want to take care of. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And that is, is it, recently. Are you about to give me notes? You about to give me notes? <laughs> Didn't you get the email? I thought we would take care of this before this episode. <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I recently Googled our show. You know, sometimes you Google yourself. You oh, Google Jesus. Don't ever do that. Yeah. God, I never Google myself. I looked on IMDb. You know how they have those comments yeah. at the bottom of my – I accidentally looked at myself on IMDb, and at the bottom, the first comment said, not funny, bad actor. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. As long as, was that the only one? <laughs> no, there were more underneath that were positive, yeah. but it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I usually don't like to, to like look at any reviews or anything, yeah. anything you do. No. Uh, or we do. Um, yeah, But never. the thing is, I Googled our show, Intro to Anthro with Two Humans, and then I put in YouTube. And, it, and we popped up. Our show did come up. Excellent. But but down at the bottom, <laughs> down oh, no. at the bottom, there was a banner ad for the movie Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a you know, one of those where it's like if you like these guys, you'll also like Dumb and Dumber. Okay, okay. And it, yeah. <laughs> it may have been a fluke, okay. but I'm like, it's not Neil deGrasse Tyson, not, not <laughs> no. Carl Sagan, or Bill Nye, the, the side, not even like Mr. Whoopi from Tennessee Tuxedo. You know, it was like <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. We, 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 we Dumb and Dumber. And I'm okay, just, I'll take know, it. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I don't know. You movie. know, we do one episode on King Tut's mummified penis, and so it's like we're over in the Dumb and Dumber. I yeah. thought of you the other day because I was um, uh, I saw a uh, prehistoric or no, it wasn't prehistoric. It was a bear, a skeleton of a bear, yeah. a full scale skeleton in a shop, and it had the penis bone. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, 
My now friend that you're was aware like, what's of that? that? I'm like, believe it or not, there's a <laughs> penis bone. You can make a tool out of that thing. Yeah, you sure can. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, can you. So anyway, I don't know if, it, it just made me think of like, I don't know what people are saying about this show, <laughs> but the, two, <laughs> the algorithm is bringing up Dumb and Dumber along with us. And, mm. Well, it's also know, maybe, your algorithm that's tailored to you. Yeah. So who knows what else you've been searching on, on Google. <laughs> I was wondering if Darwin was around. Like, what, what, what Darwin, Darwin, it would be like, you love Charles Darwin, you'll love Ace Ventura Pet Detective or something. Oh, my God. Remember that uh, that streaming channel on NBC called CISO? No. It, no, it was on was NBC. It was for about a nanosecond. And if you if you see this, you'll also want, you'll also see this or something. CISO, CISO, something like that. Really? But it was all about that. You'd watch something and it would tell you what to watch next. <laughs> okay. I pitched them so, and they they thought they were the new HBO. Really? Yeah, they were so certain. Yeah. Everybody's certain, aren't they? They're like, look, your aren't name they? is CISO, all right? <laughs> What's it? Like S-C-E-S-O or something? I can't or even remember. I think it was S-E-E, Yeah. If yeah. you see, if you see <clears throat> this, you'll also want to see that. It was something like that. I can't even. I, I couldn't even figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a neurological disorder or something. He's got CISO. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Just good, something good for work. us to be aware of. <laughs> yes, let's 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 get this going. Let's grabby toss this up. Yeah. All a right. Very. Very serious discussion about laughter and humor. <laughs> uh, so recently in The Guardian, I saw an article about a group of scientists, five scientists in Melbourne, Australia, and they had participated in a program called the Steam Room. And what the Steam Room oh is, <laughs> the Steam Room uh, was a program where these scientists took stand-up and improv classes. No. And the purpose of the program was to find out if you can teach somebody to be funny. Interesting. I know <clears throat> yeah. I know the answer. I know the Admit answer. <laughs> oh, no. well, we'll <laughs> because you te- you're a stand-up and you also teach improv. So Yeah, and this this may be counter <clears throat> to my uh my <laughs> my career, but the answer is yeah. a big well, you tell me scientifically. Well, can you? Okay. Well I don't know. Let's look at it. And see, and then okay. maybe after after we discuss a little bit, then we'll come back and, and see if we can do it or not. Sounds good. I, I don't know, but but what they were doing is they were trying to see if the, teach these scientists to present their research mm. or their field of study in a four minute set, stand up set, a, in a way that would appeal to a wider audience, oh which my I love. God. <clears throat> I wish I were in that class. Yeah, that sounds yeah. fantastic. And uh, the guy who started it is named Luke Steller. He's a PhD in astrobiology. And I love Steller. <laughs> Your name. Of course. What, what would my what are you name, do? What would I get? McCray. I'd be cray-cray. I'd be crazy <laughs> for the rest of my life. I wouldn't have to work. <laughs> we should call Le- you cray-cray from now yeah. on. Or Lear. Like, what would you, what job would you get? Lear Jets. You would like yeah. Lear Jets. or yeah. Uh, but he came up with the idea to present science to a wider audience. And it was the show was co-produced by comedians Rue Halwala and Tom Stevenson in Melbourne. Okay. And the headliner was a guy named Dr. Carl Crucial Nicky. And Dr. <laughs> Carl is he's like the a science guy. He's like the Bill Nye, the science guy. He's a science commentator and presenter, well known in yeah. Australia. He was the headliner. So a lot of people came. Uh, they had. Kirsten Banks, who was an astrophysicist, PhD uh, oh student, God. Diva Timbra, who was a drag queen and wildlife biologist, which I would have loved to have seen. What? Oh, my yeah. God. This sounds like an amazing mm. show. Yeah. Yeah. And, we and need if to you get these people on our show, we need to that's interview what I'm some thinking. of these people. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. I would love to talk to them about it. Uh, because if you look at the uh, photographs of the show, because the article mm. had photographs. Full house, people laughing hysterically. So it looks like wow. it was a great show. And, uh, but Is yeah, video? Lo- no video, no video. Maybe, maybe and we'll, we'll have, have to, to go we'll online. Have to and look. Look. If we find it, we'll put it in the, uh, in the yeah. notes. 
But I would love to like get a hold of them because this is exactly yeah. what, what we do, which is trying to yeah. present science in a, a wider audience or in a different format, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, uh, but this article got me thinking about laughter and humor and why did humans start laughing and why do we find things funny? So great. Yeah. And what did, and you, so, did you figure it out? Because I am dying with curiosity. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I've know. I've spent my whole life pursuing this and I have no idea why. You, you know, the best thing about doing this podcast is I, I get to look into things or we get to look into things that we don't know anything about. And it's so yeah. freeing just to be like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. read up on it and say, I don't know. Yes, that so. is the that's where my sort of spiritual journey has taken me. I have yeah. I have relaxed into the I don't know. I don't want to yeah. know why there was a Holocaust. I don't know. And I yeah. don't want to know why, you know, the universe would allow that to happen. Yeah, I mean, I know why there was a Holocaust, but I'm saying why would uh, if there is a God, why would God let the Holocaust happen? I'm very comfortable in the. I will never, I don't know, and I will never know, you know? It's <laughs> great. And yeah. I don't need to know. I don't need to know anymore. I think that's hard for a lot of people. Like, if your brain's yes. not wired that way, it's very hard yes. to be in the I don't know. Yeah, well, it took a lot of drug abuse, uh, a lot of <laughs> brain cells to die in order for me. But it is much better peaceful. to be dumb. And that's why Dumb and Dumber came up. Yeah, you know? maybe that's we it. That's the key. The key is to be stupid. I should, uh, I'll look in and I'll type in like Galileo or Copernicus or something and see who comes up, who comes up with them if they get dumb and dumb or not. Cable guy. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys. Those guys were the dumb and dumber of their age, I think. Yes, well, they were. Yep. Okay, so let's go ahead. Where does laughter come from? So anthropologists who have studied laughter think that it developed from a play vocalization and facial displays in early primates or even in primates that currently exist, like apes, chimps, monkeys. Interesting. Yeah. So apparently chimps and apes love wrestling. They love chasing mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And, they, and love they love being tickled. <laughs> and throwing poo, they and like to throw poo, poo as well, which is the same thing. I mean, there's a very fine line between throwing poo and being funny. Let's yeah. be honest; it's they're a metaphor. basically the same thing. Yeah, they're <laughs> essentially the same thing. You can draw a, a line of connection between the two. Yeah. So Diane Fossey, <laughs> even in uh, Gorillas in the Myth, she would describe how gorillas uh, would tickle each other. Mm. <laughs> so, so I don't, um, I don't yes. recommend this for people because yeah, don't tickle to be a like gorilla. A, yeah, because a chimp mm -hmm. is, you know, essentially you you have the the body and superhuman strength of a convict yes. <laughs> with a two year old a two year old's brain. Yes, uh, why people are surprised when a chimp will freak out and you know rip somebody's face off, literally, yeah, rip somebody's yeah. face off. And then people are like, no, they're cute. I want one as a pet, like uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. At a certain they'll point, they rip the skin off your skull. <laughs> and yeah. they've done it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Leave them alone. Stay we away. have to do an episode on, on people who have tried to raise chimps as humans <laughs> because it's very God. fascinating. I've read about it. Before. It is. And teaching them sign language and just all of it. Yeah. And at a certain day, it's like, that's super no, human. No, <laughs> there's only two things a chimp should be doing. Living in the jungle or yeah. being shot up into space in a rocket. That's it. Yeah. That's all they're they, good for. <laughs> have you ever seen it? They love smoking. They love smoking cigars. They have do. You <clears throat> yes, I do. And it makes total yeah. sense as a former smoker. And I know you are too. God, yeah. wasn't that the best thing in the world? Yeah, there's you nothing were like a great smoker, by the way. <laughs> I, loved, you, I love smoking. You, you loved it, and you shifted. You even shifted to the 100s so yeah. that you'd have more tobacco. Yeah, just just, just to I, enjoy it. I remember it when longer. you made that shift to the 100s. I'm like, is he smoking a 100? Yeah, and I was like, why? And you're like, hey, I get an extra couple of yeah, puffs. A couple I'm like, few you know drags what? in there. Yeah. That, guy, that guy's smart. 
He's got a good idea going. It takes a lot. You have to get over. People stare at you. You pull out a hundred, you know, when you first lied. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was your best friend, and I stared at you. I was like, "What's he doing with a 100? <laughs> uh, tickling and laughter is one of the ways babies first communicate. Probably they start by crying, and then afterwards, the next thing is laughing. I think it comes around yeah. four months. Oh my god, uh, and it hits you deep when hmm. my kids laugh for the first time. Oh my really? god, just oh my god, you you just. You just want the, laughs, right? mm-hmm. <laughs> you want the laughs, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about you, about the audience. Just want the oh, laughter. But just their laugh is so, there's something very deep in my brainstem that's yeah. being triggered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as we grow older, we grow out of the enjoyment of being tickled. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it becomes, it becomes uh, torture. Yeah. Do you, do you like being tickled now? Do you? God, no. Like, well, I haven't been tickled by anybody in a hell of a long time. Oh, that's not true. My son tries that. For some reason, I'm ticklish between my toes. Although I wouldn't call it ticklish. It's more just really annoying on a, yeah, I don't even yeah. know what it is, but I don't like people sticking their fingers between my toes. And my son knows God. that and will occasionally do it while I'm sleeping yeah. or something. The son of a bitch. <laughs> my son delights like- <laughs> in torturing me, both of my kids. They really? just love it. They love to see me uh, annoyed or in pain. Yeah, yeah. It delights them. So it'll come in when you're sleeping, like yeah, scaring me. They love to scare the crap out of me. They just love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that uh, as I was researching that, like you don't see grown men chasing each other around, tickling each other <laughs> like after dinner <laughs> or something. You know, at a certain well, point, that do. ends. You do. There are some clubs in uh, in, in LA where you, yes, you will see that. But yeah, no, not out in public. Yeah. I thought th- during a business meeting or something, you know, like, hey, just like, <laughs> yeah! give your boss a good tickle. And like, hey. But at a certain point, we stop that. We stop that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when chimps wrestle, for example, or they play fight and tickle each other, they have something called the play face. And what the play face is, is you, uh, your mouth is open or the chimp's mouth is open. They cover their upper teeth, cover the upper teeth, stick out the lower teeth, Look, and then they, yeah, they yeah. pant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's supposed to- I feel like to... I just nailed it there. <laughs> yeah, you probably did. <laughs> I think I just nailed it. <laughs> you got a, that's your play face. You got your play, play face play. on. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And what that does is that communicates to the other chimp that this, hey, this isn't serious. This isn't real aggression. I'm just mm-hmm. playing with you. Mm-hmm. And and so what they, Darwin noted similarities between that play face that a chimp gets and what humans get when they when they laugh. And, and if you mm-hmm. do, if you think about our characteristic laughter of like, ha, 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 it's like that panting. It's like that. Yes, panting. you're right. So- and some yeah. people laugh like that. Yeah. You know, you get the <laughs> raspy. That one. But but yeah, but you see the similarities. That's like yes, uh, Robert absolutely. Provine, who's a neurobehavioral scientist who's really studied laughter. He says that our laugh is more like an animal call than it is like a human part of speech, for example. Uh, uh, totally agree. It's something <clears throat> much, much, it's pre-speech. It's something right. really deep in us. Yeah. And that's why we pay money to to feel it, to do it. it, it there's yeah. something so gratifying about laughing. I mean, when you laugh deep, like you make yeah. me laugh deep. You have made me hurt. Uh, yeah. Being around you makes me, makes can I can, I, I literally come home and my, my, my core is it hurts. Uh, yeah. There's something about that that is so, so fantastic. I I really love it. It's, you know, they talk about the runner's high, but I, I'd say there's a, like a laughing high or something where you For just sure. laugh and laugh and laugh and you get done and you just feel physically exhausted. I've and often wondered, like, why do I, why have I dedicated my life just to get a bunch of people I don't really know make this guttural animal yeah. noise? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, what the hell is that? Have you ever I mean, 
do you have an idea of why? I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I mean, the, the, the quick answer is that, you know, I have insecurities. I want to be liked. There's all of that. But there's something else, too. There's something deep down that's that, that's actually more, you know, more positive. It's more of a like, yeah. I want I want you to feel good. And that makes right. me feel good. Which I think we will get to it because basically laughter is it's a social act. Mm-hmm. Because again, you're communicating to, like we were just saying, like non-aggression, but it's also, it's it's a way to symbol to the group that we're all part of a group. Yes. Yes. And that's when you get the biggest laughs. When you, yeah. when you say something that everybody goes, oh my God, me too. Right. Right. You know, and that's what gets the biggest laughs. Uh, those peanut uh, things are so hard to open on airplanes. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, yes, me too. Yeah, I can't a, get those things open. There's a communion that happens. And maybe that's mm-hmm. what it is that you're feeling is that part yeah. of that social act. Yeah. Um, and, and most laughs, what Provine talks about is he, he'll talk about like most laughs start out loud, obviously because we have a lot of air mm-hmm. and then there, there's a de- mm-hmm. decrescendo to the laugh. So it like diminishes after all the air. Comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Had other thing he talks about is most of our labs, they're homogeneous in sound, meaning that it's mostly ha 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 or ho ho ho, whatever it is, but it's rarely like ha ho ha ho ha <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's like when people have hmm. a crazy laugh, everybody notices. Right. Crazy laughs and crazy sneezes. You can't not notice that. Everybody's yeah. like, what? Did you just laugh? Yeah. That's your laugh? Yeah. And he talks about <laughs> we need to have, there has to be a basic, a stereotypical base to a laugh. Mm-hmm. Meaning that. Yeah, it makes sense. W- because it's a social communication. So if someone yeah. has such an outlandish laugh that we couldn't recognize it being a laugh, then we as a part of that group wouldn't understand when they were trying to communicate to us that like, Hey, this isn't really aggressive. I'm having fun here or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, the other thing he talks about is because it's a social act, uh, people rarely laugh out loud when they're alone. So hmm. you may laugh or you may find something funny but he says most research shows that the majority of the time when someone's alone, they don't laugh out loud. Yes, I think the that's changed slightly because of um, technology, because I will see people in looking on their phones and they'll have headphones in. And so they'll hear a <clears throat> recorded laughter, like right. they'll be watching a stand up show and they'll hear recorded laughter. And that makes that tricks them into thinking they're not alone and they laugh. Right. So you'll see somebody laughing in an airport looking at yeah, the phone yeah. and they don't know it. I would say too, that there's an implied other person communicating to you in there. Like you yeah. were saying, like there's humor that you're watching something that's trying to make you laugh. So there is a connection, an implied connection there. I'm talking yeah. about if you were at home alone, for example, and you came out and you tripped down the stairs, you might find it funny but chances are you wouldn't laugh out loud at yourself because yeah, there would be true. nobody that's there true. to communicate how I, I laugh at myself <clears throat> all the time, but you're right. Not outside, not, yeah. not out loud, uh, but I do laugh. I'm like, Oh Jesus, you idiot. You know, something yeah. like that. Just like, my God, look at you. But yeah. I, I won't laugh rarely out loud. That's the out difference. Loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that that's also the reason why it's very hard to tickle yourself. <laughs> I know we're coming back yeah, to yeah, tickling. It's impossible. That's like yeah. the tingler. You ever tried the tingler? The thing oh, you put thing on your head? On the head? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With the wires. You can, nobody yeah. can tingle themselves. That doesn't, yeah. it, you can't, it is impossible to self tingle. You can only other tingle. Yeah. And he thinks it's because you, again, you know what's coming and you know that it's not really aggressive. Right. So when you and know it's not it, really aggressive. Oh, I see. I, yeah. But I think also, you know where your finger is going to land precisely on your body. Yeah. You know, because it, and so there's something about not knowing exactly where the tickles coming from precisely adds to the right. tickle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a reflex. 
Like the tickle is a reflex to what's perceived as an aggressive uh, attack on you. Yeah, so that, the, the tickle is a weird thing, man. It's yeah. a weird thing because it does make us laugh. But I mean, I guess are we laughing because we want the tickler to know that we're not upset that we know that th- what they're doing is not aggressive. Right. Right. And they, Jesus. they should be laughing to us as well. Like part of their mm-hmm. laugh, because if someone came, a stranger came up and started tickling you. Yeah. It would be an entirely different reaction than if someone you knew, like your kids. Right. Or You're still feeling you. the same input, <clears throat> but it's not yeah. funny at all. When right. a clown comes up and tickles you, a scary clown with a bloody right. knife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some, uh, you, uh, Provine says that you, one thing you can try, sometimes you can trick your brain and do contralateral tickling, which is mean you, you take your, your right hand and try to tickle your left foot. So it's going across that meridian in the brain, that hemisphere in the brain, sometimes you can... I'm doing do it. it right now. Are you really? Getting anything yeah. out of that? I don't know. It feels the Are same. Are your shoes off? Yeah. You take your shoes off. I do. I have them off. <laughs> I, can't, I can't pod. I can't pod with my shoes on. You know that. Just try to... Uh, close your uh. eyes and try to do it. Is that what <laughs> I mean, I guess it feels slightly different, but that could just be... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah okay. I it's mean, very hard. I, I think it's very there's something hard. there. Sometimes you're aware of it now, though. Like if I know, you were to like, reach over and yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I, fortunately I'm an idiot, so I'll forget most of this after we finish, <laughs> and then I'll try <laughs> just, it. Just try to leave a note. Tickle, tickle left foot with right hand. I have to tattoo myself like that movie. You know? <laughs> yeah. Tickle. Tickle left foot. Tickle left foot with left foot right hand. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that's interesting is studies have found that in normal conversation, it's usually the speaker who laughs more than the listener. And in fact, hmm. the speaker can laugh up to 46% more like they did a study and found. Boy, I know that. Man, I've been on stage knowing that. Believe me, I'm the only one laughing. <laughs> well, <You're> saying, <laughs> It's going well, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're all just sitting there with their arms crossed. Uh, well, no, they talk I, about that's why it's so hard to really study laughter in the context of stand up because stand up is different. Usually, the stand up doesn't want to laugh at their own jokes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the audience is encouraged to laugh more. Yeah, where, that's why stand up comedy is so brutal. It's it's just yeah. the gladiator of our era. <laughs> <laughs> It's like people who watch NASCAR, there's a part of them that are, you know, looking for the crash to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I think that's just human behavior. Same thing with stand-up. It's like, uh uh-oh, this guy's failing. And that's almost more interesting. And that's the thing they talk about. Oh, my God, that third guy was terrible. Yeah. Uh Yeah. It's always, it's the same with bad reviews, don't you think? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Friends will search you out. For a bad, yeah. let you know that yep. they read a bad review. A good review, yep. you never hear from them. Never no. hear from them. No. And they'll always bring it up. Ah, you okay? What? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, that review in the <laughs> New York Times. No, wait, I, I hadn't read it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, what review? Don't say anything, oh, dear I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not a friend, by the way. Yeah. That's always the same. Like, ooh. ooh yeah. Sorry oh, boy. Shh. I didn't agree with them at all. Yeah. Well, then shut up. Don't tell yeah. me. About, I don't need. By to the know. way, nobody reads the New York Times. They just <laughs> buy that thing for the for the coupons. All right. So I wouldn't even worry about they just getting banned by the New York to Times to make everybody think that they uh, <laughs> that they read all those books. Yeah. If you don't want to read the book, you just want to bring out yeah. what it's about. Boy, at party, how's that? Yeah. That new book uh, looks very interesting. Yeah. You read it? No. Oh. <laughs> so what are we talking uh, about then? <laughs> The other thing uh, scientists talk about is the difference between a Duchenne laugh or Duchenne smile, D-U-C-H-E-N-N-E, and a non-Duchenne smile or non-Duchenne laugh. What? What's that? Yeah. Well, it's named after a French neurologist or scientist named uh, Guillaume Duchenne, who was a- I love it when you speak the French. (laughs) 
<laughs> just names. You just want me to it's read like, the phone. It's like a quick so uh, it's like a quick foot massage. Yeah. I take you away. Take you to Paris. You're at a <laughs> yeah, cafe. You yeah. Yeah. A guy just next to you is reading the uh the phone book. And uh, I've got a I've got a lit Marlboro Light 100 in my hand. <laughs> oh god, that was good. Nothing better than being uh, at a cafe with a coffee and a cigarette. Oh god, let's start again. You yeah. want to do it? Oh, let's start yeah. smoking again. We can do Whoa. it. We yeah. quit once. How hard it's can it fine. be? Yeah, once you get, <laughs> once you control addictions, you could just stop them at any time. Yeah. Now that we know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this time I won't need it. It'll just be for, for fun. This time it's just for fun. I don't need <laughs> right, it. Right, right. One for fun. Uh, but a Duchenne laugh is what we call the authentic laugh. It's where you, mm. it, it involves around the eyes. It's, it's like the genuine authentic laugh. Yeah, yeah. And the non-Duchenne laugh or non-Duchenne smile is one that's forced. And so we sometimes call it faked or, you know, the one where people are trying to laugh. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're My, forcing that. Uh, I had a partner who, she had the best fake laugh. And whenever we'd show cuts of stuff that we were, you know, to, to the executives who would never laugh, yeah. she would laugh and it was infectious. Really? The McCray brothers are like that. You get yeah. three McCrays in an audience and you're home free. <laughs> you get my brother you know David I mean? in the, uh, oh, my brother David, David was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Cause he was loud and Oh God, yeah. he was so good. The <laughs> Delaware uh, brothers are like that too. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Well, I had, I did a show where Dom Delaware, David and Michael were all in the same audience. Oh, it was oh. pure. Go- you were there. It was one of yeah, our uh, yeah. lectures. Was it? Remember that? Yeah, oh. home free, home free yeah. when Easy those guys started laughing. Living. Easy yeah. living. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, so Duchenne laughter actually start the genuine laughter starts in a different part of the brain. It's in the really? subcortical or brainstem regions. Interesting. Whereas the so non-Duchenne. Yeah. Okay. And non-Duchenne is coming from the prefrontal, premotor uh-huh. area. So you're trying to make it happen. Uh-huh. One and, is is unconscious or, or, and one has more, right. uh, y- yeah, your awareness. You're, 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 you're making it happen. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, that's so true. And, the, and they say it's interesting that you say about your partner because they say it's very hard to, to fake, fake a Duchenne mm-hmm. laughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. we subconsciously know that that's not a, a true laugh. Somehow we're picking right. up that cue. Yeah. 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 It's true. It, it, there, it is rare. And I knew it. And she knew it. It was like, yeah. wow, we have a secret <clears throat> weapon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because that's what they say. They say that Duchenne laughter is contagious, definitely. Mm. Because it's almost like a, a animal vocal cry and response. Like I'm it's, crying yeah. out. And, it and is you're like, responding it, it, with it's laughter. so close to crying, isn't it? Laughing and yeah. crying are very close to each other. Yeah. And the other thing that they found is that uh, size, the, the size of the audience increases laughter. So if you're with a lot of people laughing, most likely you're going to want to laugh. Yes, that, well. that we know. I mean, I've done, I've <clears> done shows for four people. And man, <laughs> yeah, that's nobody laughs. Not, nobody no. laughs at that point. No. And then I've yeah. done shows for, you know, 1,200 people. And it's, yeah. Oh, my God. Is it different? <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard. You see how, because laughter, again, it's a social act. And by all of us laughing, it's, it's signifying that we're all in the same group. Yes. And so, it reflects, when you're on stage, it reflects back to you. It makes yeah. you more delighted with what you're doing. Right. Because, right. And it becomes this snowball effect that's just amazing. Yeah. And you have the in-group and the out-group. So if everybody's laughing with you, you're all in the same group. And if people are laughing at you or not laughing at oh. all when you're a stand-up, oh. then suddenly you're on the out. You're on the out. Oh. You know, you're in the out. In there. Been <laughs> there. All of us have. All of us have. I have been on the out. Oh, yeah. 
I did a show at Cafe Largo on Christmas Eve that I will never forget. <laughs> What's it bad? Uh, it? it was just bad. And then it, I don't know what happened, but it just got away from me. And it was, it was, yeah, it was horrid. Just horrid. Was it just you or was it a whole bunch yeah, of Yeah, I was people doing like... stand up and I was trying some new stuff, which, you oh. know. And, yeah. uh, oh, and then I tried to go to my old stuff just to try to save it. And no, nothing. Yeah. it was just, just let the sink the ship sink, get off stage. <laughs> I walked off stage outside into my car and drove away. <laughs> it never happened. It never happened. It never happened. <laughs> it, uh, was it, was it the audience? You think the audience was, was tough or do you think it was, you know who knows? I mean, it, yeah, I, I think, I think it was a, it was just a horrible three car crash. The yeah. audience, the the people who went before me had a different kind of uh, Cafe Largo in those days was more storytelling, but I think the comedians who went before me were not. They were like yeah. classic comedians. And so the audience was kind of in that mode. So then I came on and did my thing, but that's just one aspect. The other (laughs) part of it was I just didn't do a good job and that what I was talking about wasn't funny. Um, And it just all snowballed and just became a horrible, horrible evening. I I think it's interesting that, you know, almost immediately if the audience is going to be with you or against you, like you can feel it. You can feel it. If it's a good audience or bad. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you've got to roll your sleeves up and save it and you can save it, you can turn it around. Uh, but man, Mm -mm. yeah, sometimes you, you know, you think about the rat pack when, when I see footage of Frank Sinatra and all those Dean Martin and all those guys, it doesn't look that funny, but, but, the fact that they were having such a good time doing it yes. up on stage that, that people were just willing most, to sit there. Exactly. Yeah. That's the most important thing is not what the jokes are, but how you're delivering them, who you are, letting yeah. them know who you are through your comedy is the key. Right. Right. Ooh. Uh, so laughter, let's go ahead and get back on track here. So laughter is often associated with humor and comedy, but, but they aren't necessarily synonymous. Like we've shown, like you can laugh Mm -hmm. when you're tickled, which is like a reflex. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so the question then becomes, well, what happens when we hear something that's funny? We're not being physically touched. How is that Mm -hmm. making us laugh? And philosophers have come up with several different theories of, of humor. And one of the theories is the super, superiority theory of humor and that is that the function of humor is to dominate others yes to feel smarter than yeah yeah. yes i'm you're making you're making fun guy yeah you're making fun of other people i'm not dumb and dumber yeah they are yeah Mm -hmm. it's the exact antithesis of the first kind of humor we're talking about where you go like oh my god that's me yeah yeah but it's uh, – and that's probably the theory that's been around for a long time. Like Plato was the first person who who proposed the superiority theory. Mm-hmm. And he said that the purpose of humor was to belittle others. Uh, and in that way, he said that all humor has a victim, even self-deprecating mm-hmm. humor. Yes. Even if you're making yourself okay. the, the victim, you still have uh, – there's still a victim there. You know what I mean? I, I, I buy <clears> that. I buy that. Yeah. We laugh uh, at ourselves. Yeah. And and I wonder about that because we're still trying to, I don't know, belittle ourselves to be part of the group that's not us. I, I, I don't know well, what the reason is. There's something positive about it too. Like <clears throat> when you're able to laugh at yourself, it, 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 it attacks your ego. It attacks your self-obsession a bit. Yeah. It makes you kind of recenter yourself and, um, m- m- take some of the edge off of uh, the self-importance we attach to, right. which we have right. to for survival, I guess. That's probably where it all comes from. But it's nice to have a bit of a relief from that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Gives you a little breathing room. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a massage. <clears throat> it's like, a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other theory is the incongruity theory. And the incongruity theory says that humor, which is unpredictable, will make us laugh. 
So in See, other words, that's so true. I mean, you watch any of those hmm. shows where guys get their balls bitten by a pit bull, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or somebody falling off yeah. a step ladder. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, we're just surprised. Oh my God. We're just surprised. And yeah. I guess that's a combo of laughing at them as well. Uh, yeah. I think maybe it's, it's a combination. Yeah. See, I think the jo- jokes roll. And I think that like the first joke is more what you were talking about in the front of the head brain, like, Oh my God, that's funny. And then if they follow up with another joke that you weren't expecting right behind it, that's the one that gets you down in the brainstem. Yeah. And then it's like, you're not even, you don't know that. Yeah. There's less consciousness to it at that point. And the great comedians like Sam Kinison, classic example, could you know just keep it going and going and you're just like dying and you don't even know yeah, why you're yeah. laughing it's just he's hitting all those different it. levels the superiority and then the incongruity or what yes yeah yeah um yeah so it's they talk about like when we're telling a joke for example you're we're setting up as a the person listening to it we're hearing the setup and we're beginning to formulate what logically will follow or what yes. should logically follow. And then at the last minute, the punchline is what takes us away from that. And it's yeah. that incongruity between what we thought was going to happen and what yeah. actually happened that makes us laugh. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. And uh, that's why silly humor <clears throat> is important. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we diminish that kind of humor, but it's so, so crucial. Yeah, uh, to I, comedy. I love silly humor. Silly humor still kills me. It still kills me. Yeah, me. if you're if you're caught <clears throat> up in the logical side of comedy too much, you're missing out. You're missing out. Yeah, and uh, Jerry Souls, who's a neurobehavioral scientist, uh, he said one time that you know if if a joke were genuinely logical, then it would be a puzzle, not a joke. That's great. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Because you, you want it to be a joke. It's supposed to be right. incongruous to make you, it's not supposed to be logical there at the end. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's making fun of reality in a lot of yeah. ways, isn't it? It's like, um, you know, reality, we see it all the time. And here's something that's sort of, that's where the art, I guess, comes into it. It's, yeah. you know, we're, we're these temporal beings, you know, out in the world, uh, you know, all kind of agreeing on what reality is. And then somebody's able to go, wait, what about this? And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And and I think uh, I have a quote down here by Kierkegaard who's saying exactly what, what you're saying. I cannot believe Kierkegaard <laughs> had a sense of humor. <laughs> there is he no said, way. Well, he said, wherever there is life, there is contradiction. And wherever there is contradiction, the comical is present, which is exactly what you were just saying. It's God, like Kierkegaard yeah. and I on the same page. Yeah. God, I Google YouTube and see what comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Put Kierkegaard in there. Lear and Kierkegaard. Suddenly Dumb and Dumber doesn't show up. Well, I'll tell you this. I never once laughed while reading Kierkegaard. Not once. <laughs> that guy's hard uh, to read. I, I also read one time uh, that comedy is very seri- similar to horror in that stamp in that way because horror is the same way. We begin to in a horror story, we're set up for one way that things are going and we expect it to end logically, and then horror takes us off in a different yes. way. Yes, horror, uh, sadness, you know, uh, yeah. sad, crying, laughter—they're all connected. Fright, all of that stuff, because it's you're not expecting it. You're not expecting yeah. it. Yeah, and and for and we humans like that for some reason. We like to hate it. Right. We like it right. in controlled environment. You know, with the horror, you love the jump scare from a horror movie. And, yeah. and because almost immediately you realize, oh, I'm not in any danger. And so it's I think okay. Maybe that's what happens with comedy, too, is that when it comes, it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. There's a moment where there's a bit of anxiety and then yes. the laughter is the release of that anxiety. I Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's a that's a version, one version of it. Yeah, it's pretty complex. Yeah. yeah. What uh, makes us laugh from an evolutionary standpoint? Some people have said, well, you know, 
in addition to being a way to decrease stress, laughter and humor within a group, mm. uh, some people argue that there was uh, a sense of humor in primates is a sign of mental health. And so possibly I totally agree. <clears throat> Do you? you can't laugh at yours. I totally agree. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll tell you why. I was in the shower. I think you, I, I may have told, brought this up on the yeah. podcast, but I was in the shower thinking about a, a boss who had fired me. And I'm actually having, uh, I go down the rabbit hole, right? I don't even yeah. realize it. And I'm having yeah. an argument with this guy, telling him everything I wanted to tell him <laughs> when he fired me, right? Yeah. And then I realize I'm doing it. And yeah. then I laugh at myself. And in realizing that, I laugh at myself and realize because I see myself, I'm naked in the shower having an argument with right. somebody who I knew 10 years ago. And I laugh. And that, you know, totally takes me out of that moment of anger and, and stress. Right. right. That memory. And 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 laughing at yourself, you know, because like it's one thing, it's you know, it's like when somebody cuts in front of you. When somebody cuts in front of you on the highway, you're pissed. You're that guy's a total fucking mm-hmm. asshole, and and you'd like to kill him. There's a part of <clears> you that just wants to kill him because he he put you in danger. Yeah, and but then when you do it, it's like an accident. Oops, sorry, I cut <laughs> yeah. you off. I, yeah. you, I got to get somewhere. You know, for you. Yeah. So if you can, when you get angry at that guy, if for a moment you can go, what's my version of that? You can laugh right. or, or or recognize that, and it it's. It forgives him, but it also forgives you. Yeah, and diffuses the the, the stress of it because right. God knows how that would end up. You know, if you don't right. diffuse that, so. right? And many people don't. And if you can't laugh at yourself, if you can't find yourself to be funny, it, it, that's a serious problem. Yeah, yeah, that's like having problem pooping. <clears throat> it's a big problem. <laughs> it's something you need to yeah. look at. It's not something yeah. just to slough off. Oh, you I can't get through life. Oh, I just take get myself life. very seriously. That's <clears throat> not good. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree with that. Uh, anthropologists have something that they call a human production ability, or HPA. Mm-hmm. And that's the ability of somebody to make others laugh. Oh. And and what they, they found in 2006 in a study was that uh, both men and women valued having a good sense of humor. Like yes. That in general. Well, they always uh, say that women put that above looks, which is not true. <laughs> yeah, or money. Or money. I think yeah, it's or money. Yeah, it's not true. It is important, but it's not yeah. number one or number two or number three. Yeah. Or number four. <laughs> yeah, they say that women preferred men with high production ability, high humor production ability. With like a good sense of humor. that. But out in yeah. the field, I'm out in the field and I'm telling you. Yeah. That ain't worth that ain't true. Yeah, I my my shrink used to always tell me is like like on dating sites, like women will lie about their age and their weight, mm-hmm. and men will lie about their height and uh, their income. <laughs> so. I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, but what what was interesting to me in this is that uh, whereas women prefer to hide a sense of humor in a man, a man. Usually men preferred women who would appreciate their sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's yeah, it. So, yeah. That's it. So it's so like men want to be laughed at. You know what I mean? They want somebody yeah. who will laugh at their jokes. And you think about the class clown. Usually the class clown's like a, a young kid, male kid, you know, in the class. They start so, early. Yeah, yeah, because and, and women are like, why are you you're talking about yourself? It's all about you. It's all about you. And they're like... Yeah, I just need to know I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Laugh at yeah. me and I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like there's an, ur- they want that. Men mm-hmm. <laughs> want that. Yeah. Uh, do you find, I, have you used sense of humor? I mean, you talk about like, no, out in the field, it doesn't, but do you find sense of humor in like social or work situations or anything all like that? All the time. It's all I do. It's the only yeah. skill I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I find myself, um, when I'm in social situations and I'm nervous or, and I will be more outrageous and more, uh, humorous as a way to block, uh, intimacy. 
you know, like, yeah. I, so, so really? I'll use it as a mask, you know, occasionally. Yeah. I, 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 over the years, I've seen myself do that where I'll be really, really funny as a way to keep me from really having to be authentically in a conversation, you know, cause I'm really? uncomfortable in some way. Yeah. I think, yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. That's interesting. Like every conversation you... I have with you is not real. I'm just. <laughs> I have to go back you in. You make me so nervous. <laughs> I'm going to have to start recording every every conversation we have, <laughs> and then I'll go back in and analyze it. Be like, I don't but know. That doesn't seem hand, like. A... Yeah, but on the other hand, I use humor to be very intimate to say things yeah. that I couldn't say, you know, about myself too. Right. Um, right. So it's weird. Yeah, I find it work, for example. I like using humor to kind of really, I could tell everybody, all my coworkers are really stressed out. So it's like yeah. a way to like make people, hey, we're all in this together. Like I'll yes. use the humor and laughter to kind of bring the tension down or like recognize yes. what we're all going through. That's so. my most healthy use of my sense <clears throat> of humor. And yeah. I, I do that a lot. I do that a lot to make people feel it, you know, my perception is they're not comfortable and I'm, I help right. it, use it to right. be like, Hey, we're at all as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, before we start wrapping up, I do want to talk about stand up though, specifically stand up, because okay. when I was researching this, I came across a lot of articles that were, uh, just about stand up. Yes. And, yeah. and I know that now there's a lot of, uh, controversy about like, you know, what, Someone says something offensive in a stand-up uh, set or routine at a club, and yeah. you know, a lot of people will turn around and you know, go online and and talk talk about. It. And people always say like, "Well, you know, comedians should be able to say whatever they want on stage," which I completely agree with. I completely agree with. Um, but it's also like other people should be able to uh, say what they want to say as well in response to the, yeah. to the, to the standup. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So I, I went through and I found that there was uh there's an anthropologist named Raul Perez who wrote a lot back in the early 2010s about standup and about mm -hmm. racism and about racism in a supposedly uh, colorblind world. So in other right. words, now we're supposed to be, I mean, mind you, this is, before the last few years and things that right. have happened. Right. Um, but you know, we're supposed to be beyond uh, race at this point or people think that we're beyond race. And so he was looking yeah. at how standup could be used to reinforce racial stereotypes when we're supposed to be without racists now. Uh, interesting. Is, that's, a, that's, uh, I'm not, I, I don't know that, that yeah. just doesn't seem, first of all, it's not true. The, yeah. We're not beyond race by any means. In fact, I would argue we're just beginning to grapple with it in a, in yeah. a, a you know, in a real way, just beginning. Yeah. Um, that's like somebody who says, oh, I'm not racist. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think you're seeing the bigger picture here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and A and B, you're wrong. You are. <laughs> you yeah. know, you just don't, Yeah, you just can't uh, admit that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a real problem with comedy right now, a real issue because yeah. we're kind of in this place of like, uh, you know, of, of, of being conscious of what we say and, and how that affects others, even though it wasn't intentional, uh, right. and, and it, how, how helpful is it to, uh, stereotype in a, in a humorous way? Uh, yeah. and make, you know, broad uh, sort of jokes about groups of people, uh, to make fun of them, uh, is now, is not, uh, is not welcome in a lot of, right. a lot of places. And, and, uh, it's weird cause the, the jester, you know, was the only one who could make fun of the king, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and, and then the king would laugh at the jester and then everyone else in the kingdom would know, okay, the king's aware of our issues with him. Right. It is like a way of communicating about society uh, in a, a slightly safer place. And that's, yeah. that has really diminished. And I understand why it has. It's just, um, I think we've, we've also lost a lot. You know, you look at the slap, the Oscar slap. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, uh, classic, you know, here's a comedian making a joke about uh, a a woman, you know, a very, very uh, famous woman about her hair length. Yeah. Not knowing that it's connected to such and such and such and such. Right, right. Um, her alopecia and and, and everything else. Yeah. And the husband gets up and and hits the comedian. So you, whoo, I, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where that's headed. Um, but it does seem that we're less willing as a society to laugh at ourselves. Uh, but, but how do you, how do you balance that with laughing yeah. at others, you know, and making yeah. fun of others? And that's the problem. Well, it, Perez is, his writing is interesting because in 2008, he enrolled in a standup class in Los Angeles and Perez is Hispanic. <laughs> and awesome. he said, most of the people in the class were white males, obviously, because you usually yeah. think about standups. He goes, there were a few females and there were a few people of color right and what he found was that while the white members of the class were taught to tread lightly around race yeah the people of the comedians of color were taught to lean into it yeah so in other words they were told to embrace all the racial stereotypes and he tells a story about one woman who's an African-American woman who was a comedian in his class, one of the students. And she told a story about her mother. And the instructor said, give your mother uh, a Southern black accent. Mm. And she said, well, that's not how my mother talks. And the instructor was like, trust me, it will be funnier if you do that. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you have people, the comedians of color were being taught to like, play to the stereotypes of what their white audiences would be expecting Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. a black actor. Mm -hmm. So it was quietly reinforcing stereotypes for the people, the white members of the audience already. And I think people are, comedians are very aware, much more aware of this dynamic now. Yeah. That, that it's problematic and that it, 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 it fuels the flames of, of these darker issues. Right. Um, and so my hope is, is that it'll force comedians to find more creative ways to make people laugh. Right. 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 Uh, I just right now, the pendulum has swung so far that it's overshadowing stuff that still should be addressed. I think that isn't being yeah. addressed because of fear of, of, of somebody coming up and slapping you, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. or, or, yeah, you he- know. Yeah, the other way, just real quick, the other way he talked about it for white comedians was to say, well, I'm making fun of everybody. I make fun of everybody. I make fun of like black people, white people. You know, I make fun of myself. And so that gives like white performers a little space in there to go in and make racial jokes or racist jokes. Exactly. And I, and I think that 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 it has been the case. And, and black yeah. people, too. Black comedians, too. Uh, white people, you know, we, they, they, they know that stereotypes and addressing and making fun of stereotypes is going to get the, the, it's a lower common denominator sort of humor and it's going to get the most laughs in the room. It's sort of like, you know, when you have, uh, 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 TV, you know, when you, you know, when you, uh, have, uh, uh, people, you know, doing sitcoms that are so dumb, but they get the biggest audience, you know, yeah, and, and, yeah. and you're trying to get the biggest audience to sell them all shampoo. Yeah. It's um, the other thing which I would talk about is, and you mentioned it a little bit, but it's, you have the predominant culture right now, the kind of Western European culture uh, is feeling Comedy used to be a way for the, the people who were oppressed would make fun of people in power, like you were talking about with the uh, uh, with the court jester would make fun of the king. Yes, yes, but yeah. But now you have the predominant culture is feeling oppressed by, uh, for example, political correctness. Mm-hmm. So if you have the predominant culture feeling oppressed, then what jokes do they make to make fun of the president? They go back yes. to the same racist jokes that they always made fun of. Yes. Yes. So we're right back where we started. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. 
I totally agree. It's yeah. a, it's a the snake eating its own tail. Yeah. So I'm you know I'm all for comedians pushing the boundaries and saying whatever they. I feel like you should be able to say whatever you want. Yes. In the same sense, everyone should be able to say whatever they want about your 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 stand up. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. But it's just something to be aware of that that little iceberg culturally that iceberg of the stand up of the humor. Is just a little tip sticking above, and there's all that stuff below it that you have exactly. to be aware of. And and I think that's where comedy can move into relationships, you know, and and so acting and 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 comedy exists there in a way where you can communicate those nuances better than you can yeah. as a stand-up who's just up there telling jokes. Right. And 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 it's just Bottom line, and you know, except on rare occasions, it's not that sophisticated, uh, and yeah. it's not, uh, and it, it it's not it's not nuanced. There are standups yeah. who are able to do that, but for the most part, you're hitting one note. Yeah, you know, and yeah, that's just the fact. Um, so just I I just want to say that uh, you know, you and I did a stage show together. Mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And I will say, remember, I would come out first, for example, before you yeah. came out and I'd have some announcements. Yeah. And there is nothing better than hearing an audience laugh at your, whatever it is you've written or whatever you're doing. There is no better feeling in the world than hearing. Yep. yep. Um, and I remember, you know, we've talked about it, like you kind of know immediately what the audience is going to be like when you first come out. And I remember one time we I, I came out for one of our shows and the lights come up. The show hasn't even started. And there's already an old guy in the front row fast asleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, it's like, people don't realize when they're in a live situation, we see you. Yeah. We see yeah. all of you. We see you. Yeah. You're on it's your like, phone. We see you. You're asleep. Yeah. We see you. We can hear you. We can hear you, yeah. you know. Yeah. But he was already fast asleep. I was like, give us a chance to bore you at least. You know, the show hasn't even started and you're fast asleep. And it was uh, the one time I wrote the only joke, the only setup joke, like setup punchline that I've ever written uh, based on that guy. And it was, uh, why do old people go to the theater so they don't have to sleep alone? <laughs> So, John, yeah. in conclusion, back to our first question, do you think you could teach someone to be funny? I I don't know. I think it's it runs so much deeper than that. I think it, it's I think a, maybe a therapist could could do it. But I yeah. just don't know. My answer is no. Really? I, once you're funny, I can give and you want to perform it and use it to communicate, you know, in an yeah. art form. I can help you with that. But uh, if you're somebody who has no sense of humor and no no ability to, uh, 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 you know, get, get, dig into that side of you, that right. sense of if you've walled that off, there's right. some reason you've done that, and I think it's you know, it's so funny because we think of the mentally ill person who's someone who's laughing maniacally, but I think that mm. person is probably less mentally ill than the person who can never <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Yeah. The sociopath, you know, who just yeah. can't tap into it. And um, man, I feel sorry for people like that who just take themselves so seriously. I don't know. I guess they don't know any different, but it just seems like a prison. Yeah. It seems like it, they're missing out on a big part of what it means to be a human. Yeah. And I would say I completely agree with you. I think if, you know, humor and laughing is it's a form of social communication yeah. and if you can't do that then i think it's there is some certain skills that you can develop for example like improv i think you could teach improv for example yeah yeah but as far as just finding humor in things i think that it entails so many other different processes that it, it's very hard just to teach someone to be funny you know yeah my gut is is that we all are and yeah. then because of whatever, trauma, ego, whatever, uh, people wall it off on, on consciously. Yeah. 
uh, and some, and then it, over time, it becomes deep, deeply rooted where they just can't access that side of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. In conclusion, I guess I would say everybody, you try to laugh a little more. <laughs> you try, yeah. try to laugh yeah. a little more. Smile a little more. Make them real. Make them make them do shin laughs, yeah. but don't. Uh... Yeah. Maybe when you laugh, just notice it. You know, maybe yeah. that's the, the thing is just be a, a little bit of awareness of like, oh, shit, I, that was funny to me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm yeah. communicating with somebody else. I'm making a connection yes. with somebody else by my yes. smile, by my facial uh, expressions, by my vocalizations. I'm trying to make a connection with other people because that's how it evolved for us, I guess. Uh, yeah. Overall, I think people, we could all use a little more uh, embracing a little more of the silly of the ridiculousness. Yeah. I yeah. think that's an area that we could all work on as uh, as hominids. Absurdity. Just yeah. embrace the absurdity of our yeah. situation and share yeah. that laughter with other people. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you everyone for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it's... this. Yes, this is human number two. And this is human number one. And again, if you have a question or a topic you feel humanity needs to know about, please feel free to reach out to us. And who knows, it may be the topic of a future episode. Absolutely. Anyway, thank you everyone for, for listening and joining us. John, thank you so much. Always a thank laugh. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Love you, you and uh, see you next time. Love you, dude. Bye.